I say it all the time, but I really believe that businesses aren't built in a bubble. I have found that support has been an absolute game changer for my business, but like the previous episode in this series, there are some definite trade-offs to that. So today, I'm shining a light on what I'm afraid to tell you about growing a team and getting the right support. I'm telling you all about what my team looks like, both inside and outside the business, and the mindset shift that was absolutely essential to leaning into that more. Because honestly, getting that support can feel scary as hell. I can say for certain that I would not have grown the way I did over the past year if it was not for the support I have. And my hope is that this episode inspires you to look at where you can get support that propels your own business growth. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, my simple shifters. It occurred to me recently that I always start these episodes off by saying, I hope your week is off to an incredible start, but you may not be listening to this on a Tuesday when it airs. So I hope that no matter where you are at in your week, it has been a wonderful week and you are so excited to dive in. So today I am coming to you with the fourth episode of the Owning It series. This has been so much fun. I have been absolutely loving these episodes and they have been so much fun for me to put together. I hope that on your end, they have also given you a heavy dose of permission to create a business in a way that actually feels good to you and release some of the shame you may have felt around where you're at in your business journey, what that looks like, and really start taking more aligned action toward your goals so that you can see more of the results you desire. So today I'm talking about what I am afraid to tell you about scaling with ease. Now, in the last episode, I talked about my 25-hour work week and how that is made possible by my team. Now, the team took a while to grow, so I definitely don't want to give the perception that this was a overnight shift or something that I started off doing right from the get-go. That was definitely not the case. But as I was putting the notes for this episode together, I was actually surprised by the number of people I have supporting me on my team at this point and the number of people that I have supporting me not only in the business, but outside of the business as well. So today I'm going to talk about what that support looks like for me. Now, 
The point of this episode is not for you to go, oh, okay, those are all the team members I need to get in order to build a successful business. That is totally not the point. The point is that I want to shine a light on how support really helped me to grow and it really helped me to build a business that I actually enjoy, a business that I actually want to be in, and it allows me to do more of the work that I love doing. I think it would be so easy to listen to this episode and take it as prescriptive advice, essentially, right? And that's really not the point. The point is for you to understand exactly how much support I have so that I can live out the life and business that I desire. And that is ultimately what I want for you too. I want you to get really crystal clear on what it is that you want so that you can feel good about the business that you're building and you can feel really amazing about creating more of the results you want with the right support. I've talked about how my pivot to coaching felt a hell of a lot easier when I took the pressure off it to make money immediately. Now, if you go back a few episodes, you heard about how for a while there, when I was doing design work, I was just feeling so incredibly uninspired by it. And that only added to the pressure that I was feeling to really get the coaching business off the ground. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that that pressure does not make it easier for us to reach our goals. In fact, it actually makes it harder. So I am basically allergic to pressure at this point. I can feel it in my body. And when it starts to happen, I know I need to shift that energy fast, but it was not always that way. So when I first started my coaching business, I had to be incredibly strategic around where it was that I was spending my time and money because I only had so much energy, right? And building two businesses or working in one business while you build another and running an Airbnb on the side is no joke. So I definitely only had so much time and energy to go around, which meant I had to be really, really strategic. Now, That was something that sort of evolved with time. I definitely did not wake up one day and was like, oh, I think I'll build a team today. It just sort of became evident to me that some of these things in my business would be so much easier if I was not the one doing every single thing. And I know that there are so many mindset challenges that come up around that. So that is definitely not to gloss over those because I think sometimes the things that crop up are, well, can someone else really do it as well as I can? Or can I really afford to pay a team member? Or does it really make sense for me to pay someone when I can do that myself? So that is only a few of the thoughts that can come to the surface when it comes to building a team. But (laughs) what I have found to be true is that I know I would not have grown over the past year in the way that I did if I had not had support. And I think that that is just so incredibly important to recognize because yes, support has been instrumental over the past few years, but especially when it comes to staying grounded and staying productive and staying in a business that I love During a global pandemic, support was the thing that made that possible. And I just cannot say that enough because 
I had built my business so that I was not a one woman show. And I think had I been back in that place where I was trying to do it all on my own, I was trying to do all the things. I think that I would have had a much harder time over the past year. Whereas my business actually saw a boom during the pandemic. My business actually took off in such an incredible way, but that was because I had been laying the groundwork for years. So I think that's really important to say as we have this conversation around team and as we have this conversation around scaling with ease and I reveal and shine a light on all of the things that I am afraid to tell you about building a team, I just really wanted to give you that context. So one of the first hires that I made was a business coach, right? And I think that that was just such an incredible investment. I know I started off the series talking about what that investment looked like, but that was so incredibly important because it really allowed my business to become bigger than just me. I think that It is so important for entrepreneurs, for solopreneurs to have that support, right? Especially when it comes to mindset. Sometimes I think that we spend so much time in our own head. We have so many ideas. We have so many things that we want to implement or we could implement that simply just making the business bigger than what's going on in our head can be so incredibly helpful. So that was one of the first things that I invested in. And that was Again, at a point at which I was looking to pivot away from design, I really wanted to get into coaching. I knew that was where my heart was at and what I was most interested in pursuing. And I just knew I could make a bigger impact in the coaching industry than simply designing, right? So I had already been feeling that pull, but I didn't know quite how to make it happen, which was when I hired the business coach. And that was such an incredible first step. But you have to remember, I essentially had two businesses then, right? So I had the design business and I had what I wanted to grow in the coaching business, but it wasn't bringing in any income at that time. So really what happened was the design business essentially helped me to fund the coaching business. And that was super helpful, right? That was super helpful from the perspective of even being able to hire the coach, but it was also helpful from the perspective of not necessarily having all of that pressure on the coaching business all the time, right? It also meant that because I was bringing in money in the design business, I could make wiser investments when it came to my time and my money. So what I mean by that is the design business was bringing in a higher hourly rate, much higher actually, than some of these other business tasks that I was doing to try to get the coaching business off the ground. Some of that looked like marketing. Actually, in the beginning, all of that looked like marketing pretty much. So what that meant for me was that it was more important for me to hire out some of these other tasks. 
So that looked like hiring a podcast editor relatively early. When I started the coaching business and I knew that this was the work that I wanted to be doing, I really felt like this podcast was such an amazing way for me to use my voice, for me to share the thoughts that I was having, for me to really dive into this coaching work and share all of this value with my audience and really grow an audience, right? And I knew that that was just like a really aligned strategy for me. So I didn't have a ton of hesitation there. Like, yes, all podcasts take initial time and effort to get off the ground and get running, but there weren't a lot of mindset hurdles there from the perspective of like, is this an aligned approach? It was definitely something that I felt strongly about. I knew I wanted to do. So I also knew that I had no interest in learning how to edit a podcast So that was one of the next hires that I made on my team was hiring a podcast editor. And that was super, super helpful because that meant that I could stay in my own lane and do the work that I actually like to do, which was showing up and recording the episodes. And then I had the accountability and support post episode to know that it was going to be edited, it was going to be produced, and it was going to go live and be scheduled so that it went out every week. So simply by having that kind of support and knowing that I had the accountability to keep showing up week after week and that I could really focus on the part of the puzzle that I loved doing, which was the recording of the episodes, that was just such a huge game changer for me because it really was what allowed me to keep doing it, right? We talk about all the time how our brains are really good at (laughs) talking us out of things that we don't enjoy and don't want to be doing, right? So I can see so clearly how if I had not made that decision to bring in a podcast editor, I am not certain I would be recording this episode for you today because I probably would have hated the editing process. No joke. Not my cup of tea. Don't like that kind of like very detailed, tedious kind of stuff, right? Totally a pattern for me. Totally a thing that I have just come to accept. I can do it when I have to, but most of the time I prefer to have support around those things. So anyway, podcast editor was one of the first people that I hired and that was super, super helpful. It allowed me that accountability. It allowed me to keep showing up. It allowed me to do the work that I actually wanted to do. And that was super helpful. Over time, I also found that again, going back to how I don't love the tedious stuff, I found that I didn't necessarily like being the person who scheduled the content, right? I liked writing the content, didn't necessarily love scheduling the content, right? So that was when I hired someone to come on as a kind of VA role and schedule my content for me, schedule my marketing content for me. Again, really putting those support structures in place so that I could do the work I wanted to do, which was writing the content. And I knew that the actual implementation of that content that I had written was going to happen. So just so helpful. That position kind of branched off into two positions. So that's a social media manager now and a virtual assistant who also handles like some different pieces of the puzzle, but also lends support, right? 
So then we also have my bookkeeping team. I'm just listing these all off because I think it's just super helpful for you to hear who's on my team, but also to hear how it evolved, right? Because it really wasn't this thing that happened overnight. It was something that grew with time. So now I have my bookkeeping team and how this came about was because I would get so frustrated in QuickBooks every time that silly little match button would do something that it wasn't supposed to do. Now, I am someone who considers herself money savvy. I am someone who generally enjoys looking at her finances and looking at her money and knowing her numbers, but bookkeeping was one of those things that absolutely drove me mad (laughs) because I would get to the end of the year, things wouldn't have matched up properly. And then I was left looking for that one thing in QuickBooks that like wasn't quite right. And that always popped up year after year in some form. So frustrating. So I think it was last year that I made the decision to switch to bench bookkeeping instead of QuickBooks. So this was such a game-changing decision. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I think sometimes the mindset stuff that pops up here is that you know, we can do it ourselves, right? And that was definitely the case when it came to bookkeeping. Like, I could do it myself. I could see how I could continue on the current path. Yes, it was frustrating, but I always worked it out. I asked for help from my accountant when I needed it at the end of year, all of the things, right? But just because you can do something doesn't necessarily mean you should do something. And this was such a pivotal point in that because I just got so freaking frustrated trying to do all of that bookkeeping on my own when it wasn't necessarily my zone of genius anyway. Like I could do it, but it wasn't it wasn't helping me to necessarily build the business. I think that knowing your numbers, looking at those reports, all of those things are super important when it comes to having that business building mindset. But the actual doing of the things, the actual reconciling of the transactions was not at all (laughs) something I needed to be doing. The reason I mention this is because I think that I would not have created a passive income product had I not gotten the bookkeeping support. Now, here's why I say that. Because with each transaction of the passive income product, Stripe also takes their cut, essentially, their fees. Or if people pay by PayPal, PayPal also takes a percentage. Totally normal, right? But that was one of the things that got me so tripped up in QuickBooks was those things never quite came in exactly right. The automatic way that it was handled never really worked, right? And that was so incredibly frustrating and part of what I really struggled with there. So I don't think that I would have created a passive income product because I would have been so resistant to having to manage all of those parts and pieces, which of course we know is not a good reason not to do something. But that is where my mindset was at, was like, oh my gosh, I could never, I don't want to deal with that, right? So 
having that bookkeeping support and knowing that it was an entirely different platform and it also came with a team, right? So it was now on a different system. It now had a team to manage the bookkeeping and make sure that everything was properly categorized and that all of those transactions came in properly and the right fees went in the right categories, like all of the things, right? And now I had a team to do that, right? Which was a game changer because it meant I wasn't the one who was going to have to stress out about it at the end of the year. Now, we also recently brought on a PR team, which has been a recent addition. And then, of course, I have an accountant at the end of the year. So as I wrote out that list, I was like, oh my gosh, we have a lot of people doing things, right? And I think that that is just so incredibly important to share because it's not that you can't build a successful business without all these people. That is certainly not my point. That is not to say you need all of these team members in order to be successful. Totally not the point. The point is that I did not build it alone. And that is really something that I used to feel so much shame around, right? I used to feel like I should be holding on to more of my money, right? I should be being wiser with where money goes out the door. I should be keeping more of the profit here. I should be, you know, essentially like holding on more tightly to my money. And here's where that tripped me up is it's really, 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 really difficult to build a business in which I would work 25 hours a week and like love the work that I'm doing and be in my zone of genius and really focus on my strengths and also feel bad about having support and feeling bad about paying that support and feeling bad about having money go out the door, right? It can't really be both. Like I can't be doing it all on my own and still expect myself to work a 25 hour work week or expect myself to have that kind of freedom and flexibility the same way that I can't feel bad about paying all of these people if I know that that support is what allows me to have the 25 hour work week. I hope that makes sense. I'm thinking back to how I just phrase that. And I'm hoping that I said it the way it works in my head. But regardless, it's really, really difficult to make myself wrong for having the 25 hour work week and then also make myself wrong for paying the support that makes that 25 hour work week possible. Maybe that's a better way to explain it. So that was something I really, really, really had to do mindset work around because ultimately it was the team and the support that allowed me to build the business that I have today. It is the team and the support that allows me to thrive and love the business that I have. Like that is what made it possible. That is probably one of the biggest things that supported me in actually growing. And I don't mean just actually growing to the point where I am now, but actually a long-term approach to scaling and growing over time, right? So I think that that is something that is just so important to recognize because when we think about scaling with ease, I think sometimes we think like, oh, they mean that they're doing it all alone and they're growing really quickly and they're never working. And like, this goes back to the conversation that we had last week, which is that there are almost always trade-offs, right? 
So part of the trade-offs of me working a 25-hour week is having this amazing team to support me who I also have to pay, right? And that is okay. And ultimately, I had to do a lot of mindset work around letting that be okay. Because sometimes getting that support and really leaning into that support can be scary as hell, right? Support was literally a game changer in my business, allowing me to grow with more ease and fill my one-on-one coaching practice. Plus, I've been behind the scenes of enough businesses to know that support can do the same for you. There's a chance that a future you coaching spot or two will open up this month, and if you want it, I want you to have it so you can get the mindset and sales support you need to grow in a way that feels good and has you seeing more results. I'm continuing to offer my free 30-minute sincere sales coaching calls because I absolutely love them, and I know how many of you have benefited from them in a big way. If you're ready to get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales so you can shift it and start closing more of them with more ease, grab one of the limited number of sessions I do each week at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. I think that one of the things that came up for me was like, well, how can I be sure that I can actually pay these people, especially early on, especially when we talk about some of those really early team members, that was one of the things that creeped up for me, right? It was like, well, how can I, how can I make sure I can pay these people? And then also I felt a lot of shame around making money in one business and then using it to fund a different business, right? So making money in the design business, but then using that to fund the marketing efforts in the coaching business with the understanding that that would be how I would build momentum. That would be how I would grow and scale over time, right? But early on, my mindset was very much like, that is wrong, right? Like I should not be funding this other business from this first business because that felt irresponsible, right? There was something about that in my mind where I was like, this is irresponsible for me to be making this money in one business and spending it on another business that isn't even generating income yet, right? So that is some scary shit, (laughs) When you think about that, when you're like, hey, I could be pocketing the money I'm making in this business, but I'm not. Instead, I'm over here and I'm spending it on a different business that is funding my long-term vision and my long-term goals, right? So that is scary. Like, I do not want to downplay that. Like, that was scary for me at the time. And if you're in that place now, like, I totally get it. But I also know that that was the shift that made it possible, right? Because I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't have it both ways, right? Like, I couldn't be you know, mad at myself for spending money in the coaching business, but also feel like I should be, you know, working on all of these things by myself in the coaching business, right? Like it was actually a much smarter decision for me to continue working and making money in the design business and then having other people do the tasks that were necessary in the coaching business simply by way of I was making more in the design business and some of these tasks could be outsourced more easily, right? When you look at whether my time should have been spent like copying and pasting marketing content or, you know, getting paid well in the design 
design work, it was a pretty much a no-brainer, but that doesn't mean that it didn't feel scary. So that is sort of like the way that the team was built, essentially. But it was a gradual build. It did feel scary at first. And I did wonder, like, how can I actually pay these people? But this is where it's really, really important to know your numbers, right? And that was so, so helpful for me because I was able to look at my numbers, right? I have these conversations with, you know, entrepreneurs all the time. And so often we create these stories around money, right? We have a perception of what the money looks like in our business. And I find myself asking, like, but is that actually true, right? Like, when was the last time you went into your bookkeeping software? When was the last time you looked at your finances? Do you know how much money you're spending month over month? Like, those are all really important questions to ask because that is what allows you to make these kind of strategic decisions. That is what allowed me to say, okay, it actually is a wiser investment for me to make money in the design business while I get the coaching business going because I knew my numbers. The other thing I'll say here is I had been saving because I was in such a scarcity mindset when I started the design business, I had been saving money for quite a while, right? And that continued as my design business went on, that continued as I pivoted to coaching. Like there was definitely a bit of like a safety net there essentially, right? And that was really helpful for me in building the team because I knew that that money was there to rely on, right? I knew that one, I had been saving that for month over month over month and that I could then you know, use that to pay someone, right? So I think that was a really helpful approach too, because what I think it's like a profit first technique. I apologize if I'm getting the credit wrong on that, but essentially what the concept of this is putting the money that you would pay a team member into a savings account for a certain amount of months to know that you can actually pay that person before you hire the team member. Because from my perspective, what that does is really warms up your mindset to exactly how it will feel for that money to be leaving your bank account before you take the action, before you actually hire that person, right? Because then of course, once you make that hire, you're responsible for paying that person. So all of this to say that it is important to make those considerations when you want to hire a team member. All of these were strategic decisions that I made because I knew that that was actually something that was going to help me build the business long-term rather than something where I was looking for a quick fix. And that ultimately was super, super helpful for me because again, it allowed me to focus on the work that I actually enjoy doing. So I think when it comes to thinking about hiring a team member, it's just so useful to really understand what, like, what are the things that you really actually love doing in your business and what are the things that you would prefer not to do? I would literally make a list of these things as you go through your week because then when you have that list, 
you can actually be strategic about it. It doesn't mean that you're going to hand off everything you don't like doing tomorrow, right? There will probably always be tasks in your business that you like less than others, but it gives you such a good starting point to understand where it is that you actually enjoy spending your time versus where you might want to bring in a team member instead. The other thing I want to say here is that support can look different depending on your needs, right? So I know that personally, I feel a lot of safety and security and support just knowing that we have two incomes in my household. We don't have kids. Like that is super helpful. Like my husband has a great job. Like all of that really helped my mindset and really helped me to make these strategic decisions because I wasn't overly concerned with, well, how much profit am I taking away, right? Because I could make more long-term strategic decisions and it didn't necessarily matter if I make a little less this month, knowing that long-term that is going to pay off, right? So I think that that's an important conversation as well because it is going to look different depending on what your circumstances are, right? It's going to look different depending on how much you need to live, right? I have some clients who live really minimal lifestyles and they're like, hey, I don't really need a lot, right? And then I have other clients who are like, I can't imagine making less than X, right? And like, it feels like they definitely need to hit that, you know, milestone to feel okay. And both of those are fine, right? That's what I want to point out too. Like, there's no shame around how much you need to make to live, but it is going to inform your decisions, right? So that was super helpful for me too, is just knowing that I had that kind of stability and support in place and knowing what we needed to live and knowing that our basic needs are always covered and knowing that, you know, I could feel that safety and security in you know, having those two incomes as well. So I think that's super helpful. And then the other thing I'll say here is that support isn't always in the business, right? Like we also have a house cleaner and I can tell you how much I absolutely despise cleaning. Like it makes zero sense for me to clean this house. Because when I look at that time money equation and I look at my desires and I look at what I actually enjoy doing, like cleaning is not on that list (laughs) at all, right? So sometimes that means getting support outside of the business so that you can free up time to actually work on the business and that's okay too, right? So I think that sometimes we have to get a little creative about where that support is actually coming from because like it makes zero sense for me to spend time cleaning this house. And that is why we have someone come in and do that, right? So I think that that was hugely helpful for me too. And just realizing like, I am someone who functions really well when I have that support. I That's something that I know about myself. It's something that helps me to do the work that I love doing. It helps me to feel grounded. It helps me to really just like function at my best. So I had to stop making myself wrong for that, right? I had to stop making myself wrong for getting that support because that was ultimately what helped me to live the life that I wanted and have the business that I wanted. But when I was feeling so much shame around that, 
it just made everything that much harder, right? It meant that I wasn't actually enjoying the life that I had created. And we talked about that a little bit in the previous episode as well, but that was one of those mindset things that had to shift because I just wasn't fully embracing the amazingness of having all this support when I was simultaneously feeling guilty about it. So it was really this like guilt that I had to let go so that I could feel good about the life and business that I had created. The other thing that comes up for me here is one of my things that I talk about all of the time is making an income and impact, right? And part of the impact that I like to think that I'm making is allowing some of these other people that I have on my team to have businesses as well, right? I think there's just something really beautiful about that ripple effect where I know that part of the reason that I have the coaching business that I do is to support other people in building the business, but I think it's really beautiful to look at it also from the perspective of that doesn't always have to come through the coaching door. That can come through the door of me hiring support which also helps other entrepreneurs to do the work that they love doing and build their business, right? So I think that it's it's just like, it can be both, right? It can be both me coaching and supporting in that way, but it can also be me being paid to do work that I love and therefore being able to spend that money to get that support so I can continue to do the work that I love. So I think that it's just really important that we, we see it from a bigger picture perspective perspective sometimes because I know that that was super helpful for me in relieving some of that guilt is that ultimately if my purpose is to help others build a beautiful balanced life and successful thriving business then that can show up in multiple ways it doesn't just have to come through one door right and that really helped me and my mindset during those months when yeah about 50% of what I made went out the door to pay my team, right? So just thinking of it from that perspective was so, so incredibly helpful too, because I was able to really feel good about my decisions rather than feeling shame around them, rather than feeling like I'm building this business and I really enjoy it, but I also feel terrible that I'm spending this money and like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Like it's really difficult for those two thoughts to live together and also for me to take action toward more of what I wanted, right? So I think that ultimately, like the team is there to provide long-term support. This is a long-term investment, right? This isn't just something that I'm putting in place in my business now. Yes, it's helpful now. Yes, it allows me to have the life and the business that I want now. But ultimately, this is an investment in long-term growth as well so that it is sustainable long-term. Because if I freaking hate the business I'm building, it's not going to be sustainable long-term. So that was something that I really, really had to wrap my mindset around in order to release some of that shame and guilt I was feeling around building that supportive team, around having 
all of this support, right? Because I mean, it is quite a bit of support. I think it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like, there are a lot of people and that just really was something that I had to get on board with. I had to, you know, let go of that guilt associated with it and actually just embrace it. Like, yes, this is amazing that I have all this support that allows me to have the life and business that I love. So just a really, really important conversation that I wanted to shine a light on today. Whether you have a team currently and are looking to relieve some of the shame and guilt around that, or whether you are looking to build a team in the future so that you can get more of the support you need to scale and grow with more ease, I just think that this is just such a powerful conversation. And I really just wanted to shine a light on some of the things that people don't talk about all that commonly and really just allow you to see that ultimately what matters most is the business that you want to create, the business that feels good for you to be in, whatever that looks like. And then doing the mindset work to let that be okay, to be okay with the fact that you have a lot of support or to be okay with the fact that you're doing it all on your own for now because that's what feels good and you have the time and that's just what you want. Both are okay, but where we get ourselves stuck is when we start making ourselves wrong for those things, right? Because then we're not actually enjoying what we're building and that makes it harder to scale and grow. So just a really amazing conversation that I wanted to have, really wanted to shine a light on what it looks like to grow a team, how that can be so incredibly helpful, and then some of the trade-offs involved with that. And I just hope that you found this so permission-giving to build a business in a way that feels good to you. Just a reminder, if you are looking to shine a light on some of the things that you have been feeling shame or guilt around when it comes to your business journey, feel free to share those over on Instagram using the hashtag I've decided to own it. You can tag me. I will be cheering you on, resharing those, all that good stuff. If you would like to get something off your chest there so that you can really step into your power and spend more of your thoughts and energy creating the results that you want, please, please, please go over there and share it. And if you are loving this series, do me a favor, share it out on Instagram. The more we share it, the more people who need this work can find it. And I hope this was so incredibly helpful for you. I will be coming back next week for the last episode of the Owning It series. Woo! And we will be talking about the final thing I'm afraid to tell you. And I am just so excited. All right. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. 
simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. And knowing that it was in and the